Hey, this is Louisiana Sister Squad Podcast, where we bring you real information to enhance your truther lifestyle. I'm Katie. And I'm Tammy. Welcome Welcome to to the the show. show. The truth train doesn't stop here. Did you know that you can connect with us and our guests further? Join us on the uncensored platform, Telegram for live chats and Q&A with our guests. Hope to see you there. On today's episode of Louisiana Sister Squad podcast, we're going to be speaking with Che. He is the host of the No Spoon podcast, a contributor to Scoon TV, as well as the organizer of the nonprofit organization Solid. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about current events, the satanic agenda, and Che's nonprofit organization where he's helping to prepare men who have recently been released from prison into being leaders of their community. Thanks so much for being with us, Che. Welcome to the show. I'm hosting the No Spoon Podcast. That's the name of it. I've been doing it for about two years. I just talk about uh, politics. We talk about, um, you know, the current events, things that are going on and whatnot. But also, but, you know, I try to give more of a, a I guess you could say more of a positive spin or some a spin that, that I can say that we gives us more hope than anything. Cause I think right now that's what we need. We don't need, we, we got everybody's talking about things. And I, I kind of felt like I was getting to a point where I was just turning into like the TMZ of politics. I didn't really like that, you know, where it's just like gossip. It's just like, Oh, this and that. And it's like, it's a whole bunch of like, um, what's the word I could say, like kind of like dark and gloomy, like, and I, and I know that there's a lot of things that are going on that are dark and gloomy, but, you know, I also try to like, I've been through a lot of dark and gloomy times in my life and I've always come out on top. And I think that we can always come out on top as well. So that's, I got, I do that. Um, also, I've started a nonprofit organization that is a, is, is a prison reentry program guys that are getting out of prison, we're trying to get them prepared. It's an eight week class. We're just in the pilot stage right now. And one of the things that separates this program from all the other programs, and I know that people, if you're familiar with like AA and A and those type of things, look, this is, this is, there is no victim mentality here. There is no, um, you know, woe is me, or we have to start at the bottom. I feel like these guys have leadership potential. They have leadership skills that they've used. They've the ones that transform their community into these gang drug, kind of communities but we that but that just shows that we have the potential to create so if we've created something bad we can create something good and so that's kind of thing we're we're promoting with this program like super excited about that i've been working on this for a long time and i got a great team that we're that i'm working with um down at the church peace chapel that's over in south central la and that's where we're doing it at we're not doing it you know i don't want to be one of these guys that just have a podcast or be on youtube and just talking because there's so much of that going on everybody has an opinion everybody has what they think everybody should do yet at the end of the day they just sit in their nice you know cushy comfortable house and they talk about all the problems and nobody offers solutions so we're actually out there in the thick of it and trying to really do something so that's where i'm at today and i couldn't agree more with you because me and my sister we also before the podcast we started community for unity louisiana and you know that was like our mission is to like help our local area yeah we did so much hurricane recovery and helped a lot of people and it was so rewarding we met so many nice people um just can't you know say enough about that experience so good for you um really 
proud of you for doing that. Uh, that takes a lot. It's a, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of energy, but like literally nothing is as rewarding as truly helping people. So that's amazing. Che is going to really make some drastic changes. I know everything is like exciting and new and you're kind of like going to be in this pilot stage. But um, what I've learned about you is that you're you're definitely your own critic. And I've seen just in the course of following you, you make changes to what works and what doesn't work. So I know you're going to be just very aware of, of what's happening. And this program is going to start off great and it's going to get even better and bigger and um, just really be a blessing for the community and all the people that get the opportunity to be involved with your program. I wanted to ask, um, when you do talk about current events, which again, being gloomy, it's a satanic agenda. So it's a little hard to like add a couple of rainbows to it. Okay. Sparkles. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what current events right now, whether it be in mainstream or not, um, do you feel like most Americans really need to be concerned about? Um, I think we need to be concerned about the global agenda. I mean, because this isn't just an American thing, you know what I mean? And we're, and, and we also need to be aware of the fact that the things that we're seeing, the crises that we're seeing taking place, they're not accidental. They're on purpose. And that there is an agenda that doesn't just include the United States. It's not just Joe Biden. It's not just Kamala Harris. This is like, this is a global thing that is something that has been in the works for a very long time. And now it's just kind of coming to a head. And so the reason that I think it's important that we understand that concept is that we, so that we can move accordingly. So we can understand, like, we should have known this stuff a long time ago. You know, there's, there's so many different incidents in the history that we can go back and be like, well, was it the, when we got off the gold standard in 1971 or was it with the Federal Reserve in 1913? Well, those things were important. My father, my grandfather, their, his father, we were just trying to live a life. But these global elites that have this agenda that we see now coming to fruition today, they actually were planning for these things and they were, they were making moves in order to do so. And so we see this stuff happen all throughout the news, whether, whether it's you know, the, the selling of our farmland and the giving away of our manufacturing to other countries. This is not just a, oh, a blunder. This is not just a, a, a result of, you know, bad economic policies. This is on purpose. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to bring in a maximum amount, amount of control. When, you, when, when we go off of, um, we've been basically living off credit cards. And I like to use that analogy. It's a, almost like if somebody gave you a $50,000 credit card and said, go ahead and run it up. Well, you would live good for a while, but eventually it has to pay up. And so that's what we're kind of seeing right now. We had a good run where we can just, everybody get prosperous and everybody can get fat. But at the end of the day, it, it has to pay up. And I think what the elites, what these global elites are trying to do is distract us and keep us focused on each other and get us to guilt trip us into sharing the wealth that we have, that we produce with each other while they keep theirs at the top. So that's one of the main things that I always try to focus in on yeah, I definitely agree. And a lot of this information, um, when it comes to we know that they're not going to show us on mainstream, mainstream is the circus to it all. But what you don't see behind the scenes is the animals in cages and mistreating and travel. So that's where I feel we are right now is just like watching a circus and you don't know what to do until it's over. The lights come on and you're you're just trapped. You're you just feel trapped. They've taken our, our rights away. Um, our money's not going to have any value. 
Um, and then we're left as a society of people that just really don't have a skill set. So when you talk about um, masculinity and leadership and all of those things, those things are much needed. I wanted to ask you um, on the topic of masculinity is what do you think are the most important core values we can be teaching young men at this time? When, you know, when it comes to masculinity, the main, main, main thing is to not deny yourself and who you, who you are naturally. You understand what So, um, our aggressive nature, our, our, our willingness to, to be strong, to be, um, you know, independent. Those are the type of things that we can't, that if you want to talk about the agenda, that's what they're trying to weed out. You know, when I look at the attack on masculinity, it's not necessarily like an attack on men just for the sake of being men. We have to understand something that men bring something to the table. And what we bring to the table is our, our ability to logic and reason, right? And so they, they're trying to short circuit that. That's the main issue. We want to short circuit, not just men's ability to logic and reason, but women's ability too. And so when you start removing that from the household, I always give this example, like if I was raised around a, 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 an environment where there is no logic, no reason, and everything is emotional, 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 then I'm gonna start to I'm gonna start to take on those traits as well. And so that's what we have is we have a society now that's very geared towards emotions. And that's why they can show you something on the news and give you a quick little news clip and people start getting riled up emotionally. And these emotions let them lead them to start asking for things that goes against their better interests. And so when we start talking about why okay, why masculinity? Why is that such a problem? It's not problem because I can bench press more than you or that I can, you know, um, I can lift things better than, you know, more than you. That's not the issue. The issue is the way that we think. And when we have a, when we have a society that's balanced and when you have uh, families that are balanced, that have both men and women, mother and father in there, then they can grow up with both sides and ways of thinking. But when it's lopsided, like it is this today, it's lopsided in the direction that, that is beneficial for them to take advantage of people. Emotionally, emotionally charged people are the easiest people to manipulate because all you have to do is just show them one thing that'll make them mad and then they've lost all, you know, all their bearings. So, you know, when we're, when we're teaching these men, look, the way that you are naturally is not a bad thing. You know what I mean? I just think that the way, like, when we have this program, when we talk to these guys that got out of prison, we're talking about gang members. We're talking about guys who are in prison. We're talking about violent individuals, right? But every man, like Jordan Peterson says, every man has a, should be dangerous. They should have that capacity. Because when it comes to the defending the tribe you know, against other dangerous people, you're going to want some dangerous people there to defend you. And so what we're not trying to do is to quell that or kind of like limit that and, and, and downplay that. What we want to do is just redirect it and redirect it into the right places in the right, you know, the right energy towards the right things. And that's towards developing a community, developing our leaders, developing our, our, our families. And that's, that's what's going to get us back over this thing. Because right now we're, we're just like, you know, chickens with our heads cut off. We're running around and whatever they say, whatever they decide to, to throw our way, we just go ahead and run with it. With the agenda at play, you can see very clearly as to why there's an attack on masculinity, because if they attack masculinity and they make it so-called toxic and nobody um, now you have these this younger generation or even men now, they're so afraid to speak up and be who they naturally are as leaders. And they're really can be coming from all walks of life. But if you're surrounded by saying being masculine, being macho, being the leader, being tough, all of those things are toxic traits, 
that's by design to make sure that we have a weaker society. So this grand plan that they have in place, there's not going to be anyone to fight for us. And women, if you're out there saying, oh, this is toxic masculinity or so on, or you're, you're really favoring um, kind of like these metro men and um, you want a guy with feelings and all of these things, a, a guy can have feelings when you nurture them in the right environment. That's, that's going to happen naturally. You can coach your man, uh, your husband um, to be accepting of that nurturing by you. But what you don't want a man that is going to be that same little marshmallow lovey-dovey guy that we love inside of the house, you better not be like that when you walk outside the door. And women really have to understand the priority and choosing men like that. And really, even if it's not the man that's for you when we're raising men is to show them that it is okay to be tough. It is okay to stand up for the right thing. And it doesn't matter what society tells you that you can be a leader. Um, and don't let anybody take that away from you. I think it's the same as I teach um, even my girls is that if somebody wants to come and call me a name, whatever name they're calling me, I replace it with something really funny, like um, a rabbit or a turtle. So in my mind, what I hear when somebody says, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that, and it's supposed to be offensive to me, I take it as, oh, I'm a rabbit. I'm the, I do X, Y, Z, and I'm a rabbit, and I'm a rabbit. The thing is, it doesn't matter how many times that person tells me I'm a rabbit, I know who I am and I know that I'm not a rabbit. So it's not going to have any effect on me. And I think building our children and our young men, um, whether it be, you know, when I say children, so guys or girls to not be so flexible to the people that are around you, um, they're going to have some influence on you, but you shouldn't let that truly impact who you are as a person. No, I, I agree. I agree 100% with you. The, the thing is, is that at the end of the day, they're not getting rid of the masculinity. Like, let me, let me give you an example. Like we just had this shooting down there in Uvalde, right? And so now everybody says, well, we need to, we need to do something with guns because the good guys with the guns, it doesn't work. A good person is going to do a good person. Just because you're a, you're a police officer and you have a badge doesn't mean you're a good person or doesn't mean you're a courageous person. You could be a coward with a gun. You could, and that doesn't, and now you're just null and void. But what I'm saying is that Okay, so you take away the guns, right, from the from the citizens. So who's left with them? Well, obviously, the police are going to be left with them. The military is going to be left with them. The system is going to be left with them. So somebody is going to take on that role of that masculine role of provider and protector, whether it's protecting our interest or their interest, it's going to happen. What they're trying to do is get us to give up away ours. You know what I mean? They don't want us to have that that instinct that we need to protect ourselves. They want us to delegate that to strictly to them. That means even our own well-being and our own you know, defense of our own lives delegated to them. That message is always gonna fall flat on those types of people. That's why, that's why it's important that we have to change the culture. And the way we change the culture is we gotta bring men back to their right places in society and in the family, first and foremost. Being fathers, being leaders, take control of yourself, then you can take control of your family, then your community, then nobody's going to want to hear all that. They're not going to want to hear about free this, free that, because I just want you to leave me alone and let me live my life. We can't do that in this, in this, with this crop of people that we have now. You come and you start talking about, well, you know, I think we should take away welfare because it's not conducive towards self-sufficiency and independence. People are looking at you like, I don't want self-sufficiency and independence. 
I don't know what you're talking about. That's why I'm going to vote for these people over here because they're giving me something. I really love how you said that, um, you know, take, you know, it all starts with self. I think that that is like a huge problem with society. There are so many people that don't have any accountability whatsoever. When people come and whisper, you know, I agree with you or they don't want to make a statement and things like that. I just remind them that their silence is complying. Yes. And that is so harmful to us as a society, um, because then you allow people like you and me to become the targets of this liberal, like delusional mind frame. If you're not going to like, OK, you don't want to be the voice. That's fine. But please find some way to support either my voice or someone who's saying something similar to me that's that's telling the truth and help us, you know, fight censorship, help us spread the message, help other people, because as a truther, like Tammy said, it can be very lonely. Now we're to a point where there is a much larger network, in my opinion, but I almost think that my view on that might be a little bit skewed because I've done the footwork to find people to discuss these things with. But I do know that there was a time where, even though I have my sister to talk to, we have both gone through that to where it's it's a little bit depressing. You try to have a conversation with somebody and you realize they're a sheep. All of a sudden, I'm disinformation. Your you know disinformation. I'm Dr. Dis Fauci's right. Exactly. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> My experiences is kind of like always, I always put in the mindset like I'm by myself anyways. So I just kind of be like, I, I don't know. I just embrace it. So if I'm the only one that, that thinks this stuff, that's cool with me. Like I'm comfortable in that situation. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm very comfortable too. Now, you know, like she, she has a much different occupation than me. So she's very, very good with people. She knows when to like shut up, when not to you say what certain things. Me, I'm just like you yeah, on the same page. You don't like it? Oh, well, I'm off. I got a very dry sense of humor and I got a very uh, cut and dry way about myself. So, and, 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 and you know, it's not for everybody. I get it. But I, I just kind of be like, well, if you're stupid enough to believe it, then go ahead. I don't care. Like, you're not going to convince me, though. It's not happening posted um, like an article of like four doctors at the same facility that had died. And but it's not from the, you know, the vaccine or whatever. And I just commented on it. I said, that's why when people say I got seen, I say you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of people I, I try to warn people all the time when they're like, oh, so and so got it and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm very sorry to be the one to tell you this, that everyone that you know that's got it will likely be gone in the next three years. And you really need to prepare yourself. Mm. I don't you see get... how much more eloquent she is with her verbiage. You know, she's, she's good at it. Yeah, she was I designed mean, for podcasting. <laughs> but I delivered the same message. You guys are all going to die, you know? But it's, I think it might be more like fun to say it that way. I don't know. I don't want to know. It has more... I don't give a fuck behind it. Listen, <laughs> I mean, before I told you so, you know. You put it in your body, right? So you should be comfortable with it. So if, if yeah, my mentality is always like, if you like it, I love it. Go ahead, do what you want to do. You want to go ahead and shoot yourself up 20 times. Doesn't matter to me. You're just not going to force that on me. And I'm not going to be the, you're not going to get me to just comply or, 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 or agree with your craziness because that's what it is. This is getting, it's just crazy. It's, it's like, there was a point in time, like, all the way up to like 2020 people, and I'm not saying that everybody thought normal, 
but it was like some of these things that you would you if you would have told people before this was going to happen they would have been like that's crazy and then all of a sudden it just like a switch went off and everybody just went on like dumb times and they just went like you know running into the walls and stuff like that and you're like what are you doing stop doing this we don't ever do this before but that's where we're at and what's funny is the people that have that have um formed their opinions about you know calling me conspiracy and that's not true and things like that i have had some of those people stick with me that have been close to me throughout this entire time and seeing things unfold and so this is the most longest unsatisfying i told you so of my life which is crazy because i'm really right about a lot of things i wanted to kind of get back on track so some of the some of the um the points that you that you argue across and even having conversations um with other people that might have a different viewpoint you have a way of delivering the message i'm just watching you so essentially you're having a conversation with yourself on a topic um, the way that you kind of showcase both frames of mind or even multiple frames of mind in an argument, I feel is something that helps make you successful as far as from a viewer's perspective. Um, I wanted to talk about kind of where that came from. Well, first, well, so, so here's the thing. I only, this is going to sound crazy, but I only watch mainstream media. And I, and the reason why I watch mainstream media is because I, they tell you what they're trying to do. You have to just know how to read between the lines. So I always like, I always pay attention. I, it's not what they're saying. It's the message. Like you can kind of see the play going on behind. I always look at it like it's chess and I love playing chess and I'm a good, I'm a, I'm a, all right. I'm a pretty decent chess player, but it's like, I like to play chess because it's not always the move you see in front of you. It's the move that's four or five moves ahead or six moves ahead, or those are the moves that are important. So when I watch these things, I always try to get their perspective and I always try, I wanna see what they're talking about. Because I think a lot of times people, they come from their point of view and we just stay stuck in these echo chambers and we just stay saying, rattling off the same talking points, same talking points. But in reality is, I wanna know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the Sun Tzu said, know yourself, know your enemies, a thousand battles, a thousand victories. If I don't know what you're doing over there, then I'm kind of lost. And I, I so, I already know what you're going to say because I've studied you, I've watched you, I've, I'm paying attention. And yeah, it sounds goofy and ridiculous, but it just, that helps me be able to tell you that you sound goofy and ridiculous because I've watched you. I know what you're saying and it makes no sense. You know, like you'll sit there and they'll tell me, well, the reason why prices are going up is because these corporations are price gouging. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's interesting because we just printed more money than we've ever printed in like the history of this country, right? And that would usually lead to inflation and higher prices and stuff like that. But not this time. It was like all these corporations got together right now after that happened. They didn't do this for the past hundred years, but now they decided, hey, let's all raise our prices. Yeah, okay, that doesn't make any sense to me. What makes more sense is that you printed a whole bunch of money and it led to inflation like it always does. And that's where we got here. So those type of things, that's, that's why I spend a lot of time more or less looking at what they're talking about and not so much what we're talking about. I know what we're talking about. And I know where we stand. You just have to do the. You just, you just really have to just talk about the truth. Like it is what it is. So that's basically how, I, you know, I come to those conclusions. Yeah, that's important. Knowing what they're saying and then being able to um, debunk it in your argument. And that definitely conveys a lot when you speak that I appreciate.
Yeah. And uh, speaking of studying, and I know that you said that, you know, you read so much when you were in prison. So what's like your top three books that you can recommend to people? Well, I like, um, it, it, I like Stephen Arno's uh, Hard Times Create Strong Men. That's one of my favorite books. Um, that's, that's really what you see going on right now is we become very complacent and very comfortable. And so we've created weak men because there's nothing, there's, we, there's no more conflict. You know what I mean? We don't have any conflicts. Monday morning, I ordered a coffee maker on Amazon and it arrived at my doorstep Monday afternoon. Like that's how convenient life is. I don't have to fight for anything. I really don't have any conflict. So that's really why we're in the situation we're in now because everybody that we're, now we're arguing over pronouns. You think they would argue over pronouns when, you know, when we had to hunt and get our food? Like nobody cared about that stuff. So that's what, that's, that's a good book. Um, another book I like is a book called Thick Face, Black Heart. It's a, uh, and basically what it's talking about is, is it's, a, it's a Chinese concept. Thick face, black heart. Thick face is like how we talk about having thick skin, right? And so they, but they say face over there. That's how they translate it into having a thick face, a thick skin. And that's basically, it's, those are the keys to, to success. You have to have a thick skin in order to get ahead in this world. You can't care what people have to say. And you have to have a black heart. And what it means a black heart is means like they use the analogy of like, um, you know, there's a there's there, there's a man trapped trapped under his leg is trapped under a, a crumbling building, and the only way to get him out is to amputate the leg. But there's no anesthesia, so there's one doctor who comes and he starts to cut the guy's leg, and the guy starts screaming, and he goes, "I don't want to hurt him." And then the other doctor comes and says, "Hey, get out of the way. Let, he's going to have to deal with this." And he cuts the leg off, and he saves the guy's life. That's the type of mentality that we don't have these days because everybody wants to give everybody a participation trophy. They want everybody to be coddled and they're afraid of hurting anybody's feelings. When in reality is the people that know how to get ahead in life and the people that the victors in, in this life, they, they're not afraid of what you have to say about them. And they're not afraid to do the things that even if it hurts you to do the right thing. And that's what we're seeing today is like, people don't want to tell you the truth. And because the truth sometimes hurts, but the truth is necessary. So th those two books, and then I would say, if, if you really want to get into like a spiritual book that helps with different like disciplines and stuff like that, there's a book called, it's by John Baines, it's called um, The Secret Science. And um, it's, it's not a religious book, but you can, but whatever religion you follow, you can kind of plug it into what he's saying. It's, it's like hermetic philosophy, which is like Egyptian stuff, but it's the, the same type of concepts. And it's, and it talks about like building up that that spiritual energy that we have the power to do these type of things through discipline, and it's very very practical. It's not there's no um, it's not like magic or anything like that. It's just very practical things that you can do, such as fasting. That's a very important thing that people do. It's just that builds up that discipline that we need. So I, those three books right there, yeah, I, I always stay with those always. Thank you so much for that information. I wanted to ask you about your writing. Um, you've expressed before you do write for Schoon.TV, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and you've expressed before that you do really enjoy writing. And I think that you might have a preference over writing than the live, the podcast, and all that other stuff. So just a fun question is that if you could, um, if you could write about anything, for the remainder of time being successful at it what kind of topic would you choose to write about actually it's interesting because i love writing but writing is the most difficult for me and 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 the reason why i say it's the most difficult is because it's like i like i i hate to reread my stuff like i hate re going over it 
And so I'm like, if I can't just sit down and write it, it, it really bothers me because I go back and I reread it and then I have to redo it over and over and over again. And it's it, like, I always find inconsistencies. Like, like some of the stuff that I've published and put out there, I've never read again. Like I, I, if you, if you brought it up to me, I'd be like, oh yeah, I think I did write that. I remember like, but cause I don't ever reread my stuff, but um, if I could just write about anything, I, I think it would just be about overcoming things, overcoming adversity, overcoming, uh, struggles i think it would be about embracing it you know what i mean i it, embracing the struggle i think there's that's that's something that we've gotten away from is that we don't like we run from these things as opposed to running to them and i think that we should run to them that we should we should embrace struggle we should embrace what makes us uncomfortable we should embrace those things you know and that's why that's why when we talk about all these things that are going on like i was saying earlier it can be dark and gloomy but i i, I look at it as, as this is an opportunity you know what I mean? This is an opportunity that it's going to get difficult, but that sh we should be we should be seeing that as okay. Well, it should bring out the best in me. If you want to make it hard, that's fine because I'm harder. I think we're so much more in control of ourselves and 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 the uh, you know our emotions and our feelings and our everything about our lives. We're, we have way more control over it than we give ourselves credit for. And just getting people to understand that and unlock that would be something that I would just kind of honing on forever that's awesome and i think that you would be very successful at that so maybe podcasting and um doing like your sub podcast you sound so passionate about that and i think that you have a niche for it and so even if it's nothing you're publishing now i want to just encourage you to if you haven't started yet to just start putting some of those things down because there will be a day and a time that that's really just going to be the shining star for you. I believe that. So if you had the opportunity to interview anyone past or present, who would it be? This is a good question. I've never had, I never really thought about this. Stuff. I mean, there's a lot of people throughout history that I, that I would love to, I would love to, there's people that I would love to talk to just because I want to know, is that true or not? Like, I would like to interview Donald Trump. I really would. I, I, I think that he's, you know, you know, there are some things that I don't like about him. I'm not like, a, you know, you know, I'm not like a MAGA guy and all this type of stuff, but I, I, I think that his mindset is so like, I, I, I love his mindset. I love his, he doesn't care. I love the fact that, I mean, he, he, just like I was talking about that book, Thick Faith, Black Heart, like he exemplifies that. He's the person who I think about when I hear it, but I mean, there's a lot of people like that. You know what I mean? Um, I like, you know, I would love to listen. I would, I, and, and even, even people that I don't agree with, like, my my name Che is based on Che Guevara, which is somebody who's I don't agree with. Um, he's a Marxist. He was a communist. He's, but, you know, I've read so much about him. That's why I took the I was given the nickname actually, but um, just because I knew so much about him when I was studying all that stuff, and his resolve was like ridiculous to me. Even if we're on opposite sides, right? I respect the fact that you believe in something. I might not agree with it. But I respect the fact that you that you that you have such a resolve, and he had such a high resolve to do what he was doing and the discipline that was needed. That I would I would just love to just sit there and hear it. You know what I mean? He probably at the end of the day we did probably end up killing each other. But you know that would that would make the that would make the interview even more interesting. So I don't know. That those are the first two people that come to my mind actually. You might need to um, go ahead and write that down. It's like. You know, in case of an emergency, send to Katie for editing. 
Does it go? I don't know who's going to win. I don't know who's going to win. I'm just saying. Backup plan is always a good thing. Oh, of course you would win. I'm sorry. Let me go back to you. Um, I agree with Donald Trump. He's very polarizing. And I would, I don't know that I would be able to get my mind straight to be able to. Well, did you see the kids that got to interview him, the podcasters? I don't know what their name was. No, because they didn't air it. So I never saw Well, they did. And it got like wiped off after so fast because it was, you know, Donald Trump. But yeah, yeah, he's. I agree. Like his, he's his mindset and he's been so successful and he's, you know, got all everything, had everything and lost it and got it back and made it better. I mean, he I mean, made I, America I, I great think, again. <laughs> I'm really interested in people in positions of power and people that really exhibit power. You know what I mean? That, that, that interests me. Um, I, I'd say because like, you know, like I, I was in, you know, obviously being in prison, there's very dangerous people that you be around, but, but, but not in the sense of like dangerous, like I've met guys that were, that were really, that, that were really, really dangerous and not dangerous in the sense of like being in a dark alley somewhere, you don't want to meet them. Not like that. I mean, dangerous in their ability to, to their presence. You know what I mean? Like, like there are really guys, like I always say this, like when you're around people, you're in prison, you're around people that they're the most uncontrollable people in society. But even within that, there are people that can control them. You know how you you know what type of willpower and type of strength that that takes. And I've sat there and I've talked to people like that. Like I've had conversations with these people, and their presence is larger than life. They're they're, and and it it just fascinates me. So whether you're a good with whether you're doing good with your power or bad with your power, just power in itself is 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 very intriguing to me and, and it's interesting. So I mean, I would talk to any. I would talk to any dictator or anything like I would want to just be around them and talk to them and see them and see how they move. And that's type of the things like that's why when you look at Joe Biden, he exhibits no kind of power. And it's it's just in there's no strength there. There's it's the complete opposite of that. So, you know, but but at the same time, like I said, in prison, I would run into guys who were like that, too. They just wanted the spotlight. And there was always people behind the scenes that were really running things. And they would just send these crash dummies out there and be like, you be the guy to go ahead and run it. And I would be, I was very fascinated with all that type of stuff. So any type of world leader or something like that is, is, is very, uh, yeah, I would, I would definitely take that on. Even the bad ones. Oh, now I really want to interview Putin. I was going to just say, you're telling this like story here. And I'm thinking, you know, what would be an awesome podcast is prison and politics and how they're so similar. And the power struggle for everything. Is there anything else that you would like our listeners to know about who you are um, or what you're working on? At the end of the day, like I'm going to, I'm going to actually do things. You know what I mean? I'm not going to just be talking. So we're actually going to be out here trying to make a difference in people's lives and change this whole situation because that's what's needed. We're going to rise to the top. You know what I mean? And the strong always, always wins. Good is always going to prevail. The right is always going to prevail. I don't care what you're talking about. I don't care if there's a nuclear holocaust. One plus one is always going to be two. If I pick this pen up and I drop it, it's always going to go to the ground. So just stand on what's right. That's it. And um, when it comes to your solid community, if you, you know, share anything like that on social media, you need us to share, please send it our way. We definitely will support you 
with that um, through Louisiana Sister Squad podcast, as well as our community for unity. And that's uh, that's something that's really great. And we'd love to stand behind that. You know, if, if, what, a, what a person does and who they decide to love and who they decide to marry and who they decide to sleep with, that's their business. But once we start saying that, hey, oh, that's how you were born. Or that's how you feel. Okay, now we're going to allow that into public policy. Then you open the door for other people. What? Who's to say if 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 a man can say that he that he feels like he's a woman and that we all have to go along and agree with that? Then who's and and because you know that's just a social construct. Well, time is a social construct. So how? What? Who's to stop a forty-year-old man from saying I feel like I'm eight? Therefore, I my girlfriend is nine and she's actually nine. You know what I mean? If time is just a social construct too, like. Who's to say that? And I think that's the path that we're trying to take us down. It's just they're, they're creating massive amount of confusion. And when there's confusion, people need answers and they're going to go to them for answers. That's the whole point. The system is going to be the ones to say, hey, don't worry, we got the answers. Just give us all the power. They don't really care about your gay rights. They don't really care about who you marry. They don't really care about any of that stuff. What they care about is you being so confused and, and, and discombobulated to where you start saying, Hey, so who's going to help me? And they say, oh, don't worry, we got it. Just but give us all this power and then we'll take care of everything. And at the end of the day, you're going to get duped into just going for everything. Definitely. Right. right. Um, on that note, I want to say my piece on that is that um, confusion is from the devil. The devil is the author of confusion and chaos. And if it's confusing, it's from the devil. And if you don't identify as a demon, you should change the way you think. My last question for you. <laughs> See how nice it is? Uh, my, <laughs> my last question for you, Che, just to kind of put you in the hot seat one more time, is that if you had one minute and your message was broadcast to the entire world, what would you say? And can you please tell us? Uh, my message to the world would be, you don't need anybody. You have the answers. It's already there. It's already within you. Um, these things that they tell you that you have to be, that you have to conform to, the way that you feel, your emotions, your thoughts, you can control all of that. And once you can understand that, and once, you, once we start there, that you are in control, that you are not depressed, you are not ADHD, you are not running around, uh, um, and you don't have the answers that you need a savior to come and save you. And I'm not talking, I'm just talking from a perspective of, of, of you as an individual, you can make choices in your life that can change everything. And so you don't need a government, you don't need a, a, a politician, and you don't need anybody else that to, to, to help you to realize this. It's all there within you. The potential you have is unlimited. It really is. And once you can understand that and you can lock into that, we all this stuff would go away. All this stuff would cease tomorrow if we all just would wake up and say, these people are insane. They're lunatics. One plus one is two. We understand that. We and and be and have convictions and stand on those convictions. Because once you understand that you're that that you have this potential and that you don't need these other outside people to come and, and, and save you and do all this stuff then all that stuff would we would we would laugh at Klaus Schwab we would laugh at this whole agenda we would laugh at these people and we would send them on their way because we don't need any of that and that that would be my message right there 
That's an amazing message. And, Good answer. Yep. And that's a wrap for us today, Che. Thank you again so much for being on Louisiana Sister Squad podcast. We look forward to having you on our Telegram channel. Before you go, hit follow and share with a friend. Wake up to a new episode of Louisiana Sister Squad podcast every Tuesday.